1: Are you struggling to lower your bad LDL cholesterol, even though you may be taking a statin, swapping steaks for salads, and exercising while listening to this podcast? Ask your doctor if Repatha, Evolocumab, is right for you. With Repatha, you can dramatically reduce bad cholesterol and the risk of another heart attack while enjoying life too, because you're human. And with convenient self-administration, you can take Repatha in the comfort of your own home. Do not take Repatha if you're allergic to it. Repatha can cause serious allergic reactions. Signs include trouble breathing or swallowing, or swelling of the face. Most common side effects include runny nose, sore throat, common cold symptoms, flu or flu-like symptoms, back pain, high blood sugar and redness, pain, or bruising at the injection site. Visit rapatha.com or call one 844 Talk to your doctor today about rapatha.
0: Ask me.
1: Ask Eliza
2: anything. It's time to ask. Leave them in the Instagram comment section. Leave them on your Twitter or leave them on your Facebook. We'll see them. We'll read them. Then we'll give you answers. You know it. I've got it. I've got the answer. The answer. You ask me. Out you me. Help, 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 help me. Doesn't it feel like days are going by really quickly now? Yeah, because the world's ending. We're definitely standing at the beginning of the decline of civilization. But I think because in the pandemic, everything felt so long and slow. And they do say when you have kids, it's like the days are long, but the years are short. But like just now I'm like putting together a stroller and you text me, you're like, are you coming for our podcast (laughs) at three? And I was like, I literally thought it was noon. Like I was like still thinking like, should I have a second cup of coffee and some more breakfast? And it's 3 (laughs) p.m.,
3: I see the pieces. That's quite the ordeal to stop down in the middle of, too. I only pulled it out of the box, which was welded
2: shut. Like pulling the glue apart was the hardest part because we're taking the baby and the and our and our nanny and Noah, not Tianfu though, to Boston for five days, and it's only now I'm only realizing, oh, I have to bring a different stroller, and we've got to pack all of the winter stuff, and. There's like a whole, it's not just me and my Toomey.
3: Yeah, it's going to be a lot more luggage. You're going to have a little a little winter baby.
2: I've been calling her winter baby. And I'm like, let's use all the clothes that she's about to grow out of that, she, that are warm that she won't be able to wear next year. So it's a lot of like gifted Hungarian woolly jumpers from fans. So I'm very excited. But uh, I'm like relying on Myrna, my nanny for everything. I'm just like, so do we gate check? The base of the car seat. What do we do? She's not big enough oh, to. Oh, that's be- a
3: lot to carry, right? Because you got a stroller, you got a car seat, you got a Well,
2: oh my- our car seat fits in the stroller. It becomes the top of it.
3: Oh. But then
2: you need your Does base a- for the car seat. You need to bring the baby. Does a baby need its own seat? In on a car? Co- no. It depends. Also, if you're in first class, you could basically murder someone and they'd let you because it's first class. And we were definitely well, are definitely you- flying Delta One.
3: And the baby in first class and Noah and the nanny in steerage. I asked my nanny because I don't know. Because she like,
2: we're Uh, definitely the poorest family she's ever worked for. Like she told me about other families. They're like taking the helicopter to lunch. And I'm like, okay, well, you settle for a Volvo. But I asked her and she was like, I normally fly first class. And I'm like, that is, it would be so tacky to be like, I'm in first while my baby, I'm sticking them in coach because I don't want to deal with it. No, I want to deal with it. I just need an expert with me.
3: I do need to reflect back on the number of times on this podcast in years yep. past, you've said babies should not be in first class. Do you want to defend yourself now? Yeah, now I have one. I changed my mind.
2: <laughs> oh, is that okay, America? Are, I'm not running for fucking president. I changed my mind. And you know what? Fair. When I've never said that,
3: Emily. Yeah, yeah you have. You should say, you say no kids or babies in first class. Okay. Kids, no, now you're changing. Kids. I'm saying you've definitely said both. You've definitely said babies. I feel like you said kids. Gong, I have never said babies. I've definitely said kids because,
2: and it less it has less to do, it's just more like your kids shouldn't be spoiled. Like, of course you shouldn't be sitting in first. That being said, if you have no one to look after them, they should be with you. But I think it's, if, if it's like, oh, you have the money to fly, like you and your husband first class. And like, it's kind of, it's a little shitty to be like, just stick her in the back. I want to be the one holding my baby if she's crying. I want to, this isn't like I'm sticking the baby with Myrna, I'm going to bed. This is like, can you help me? I'm not sure everything she needs all the time. Um, your your snot nose like seven-year-old that's like, I want more champagne. Does
3: she have her own uh, baby suitcase or just yeah, sharing she, yours? We pack her in the suitcase and we check her
2: like, like, like United does with dogs. You just go on the overhead. Um, she gets a little duffel bag and it's like Myrna like we plan, we got to plan out her outfits. And I was like this is half of why you become a mom to like plan. And by the way, she's like probably not leaving the hotel.
3: Right. So yeah, cuz do you have shows in Boston? Is that what's happening? Five that we picked it because I have five sold out shows
2: and this way the baby doesn't have to move and I got to, and I play Foxwoods, but the baby's going to we have a home base. I'll show her Cambridge cuz she's going to be going to school there and we might go to Salem. Which every Ooh. pagan wants to do that. Every Wiccan wants to go to Salem in the middle of the late spring, um, and it's very cold. So anyway, it's a whole so thing. People
3: cannot take photos with your baby at the meeting. <laughs> she she'll be sleeping. She goes to,
2: this, yeah. this baby goes to bed at six thirty. Um, anyways, and I also want to say this. Not that I want this to be a parenting podcast, but this morning a friend came over with her baby. Or not baby. The kid's three. We're gonna do a pool day. So we made sure to heat the pool. I put on sunscreen. The baby got dressed. My baby's dressed. They show up. My baby's in her like special pale people, like long bathing suit. We put sunscreen on and I wade into the water. And the second her little chubby leg hit the water, it wasn't warm enough and she lost her mind. And if you think about it, like you've only known the inside of my body, a warm bed and a warm bath. And now I've put you in basically open water and to me, it was fine because my body warmed up, but she can't regulate her temperature. Lost her mind. And I was like, this is what parenting is. Like getting all excited, all dressed, all ready. And then your kid completely freaks out. I felt so bad.
3: Did the other baby get to go in the water? The kid the three loved The three-year-old baby? She loved
2: it. She was on the best day. And she's like, where's the baby? And I'm like, the baby <laughs> had a meltdown. And baby is now in bed.
3: <laughs> little outfit,
2: little sunscreen. Not knowing. I'm sorry. Mommy's sorry. Cool. Now that we've lost every male listener, let's talk about bridesmaids and
3: mother in laws. Crunch it. Oh, hi, Eliza Emily, Pink Baby Tree Frog, and Sweet Sweet Snow Beach. I'm 35 female and just started dating someone for the first time in a decade, and it's great but he's always telling me I look beautiful and gorgeous, etc. And I'm wondering what is a way to tell him that I think he is beautiful and gorgeous, but just in a more masculine way. Handsome seems kind of old fashioned and sexy is not the word I'm looking for. How do you tell a guy you think he's a total babe? Thanks so much. Love you and can't wait to see you when you're in Toronto. I pumped for the Tarantulas. Uh, When
2: you said first time in a decade, it sounded like you date him every decade and this is the first time this decade that you're finally getting around to him because you guys are like immortal vampires. I don't think there's... You don't want to say sexy? I don't think there's anything wrong. It's always... I watched a movie recently where a guy said you're beautiful and the girl said it to the guy. It feels very like Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Like, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. Like, but guys do want to be told they're attractive. Handsome is weird. It's very like... A shining knight, a handsome man, and his trusted steed.
3: So, what about she says he's a total babe? Would you think that's like old fashioned? I feel like that's nice. Here's what you do: you go out. He opens the door, and you just go, "Wow, you look really good." Just say it
2: like that. You look really good. Or you can pimp walk up and be like, "Looking like a snack, <laughs> snack. <laughs> you look really good." The worst is if he's like, you look beautiful and you're like, you're not so bad yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Like fake sense of humor. You look really good. Yeah. Yeah.
3: (laughs) yeah. Do it uh, it separately. If he's complimenting you, just accept it, uh, you know, and then say something to him later. You don't need to just say it like as a response.
2: You know what also is is very cute? If you go out later, you'd be like, I have a secret. And I'll be like, what? You'd be like, I find you very attractive. (laughs) Men like compliments too. And if you give a guy a compliment, Chances are he'll fall in love with you immediately.
3: Yeah, you should call him a hunk. Noah gets this,
2: ew, that is like only, what? No, sorry, I didn't mean to. That's like what like a middle-aged woman says about like a Latin lover. Like he's a real hunk who's never gonna touch my trunk. <laughs> no guy wants, like I don't wanna be called, what's the female equivalent of a hunk? A babe, a
3: hunkette? I feel like babe works for guys too if they're like, pretty like Zac Efron.
2: Let me just say this. My husband has like no ego, um, but there is this moment where like we're going out to and he'll go put on one of his three shirts and like a nice pair of pants and he'll come out and I can see there's a pause for a split second where I think he's hoping I'll say like, you look really nice. Like I see him pause. And if I don't, you know, he just goes about his life. But like they like to be complimented too. In between. Kisses. You look really good you will be like, oh, it's all I needed.
3: I will die. I will kill for you. <laughs> Tonight's the night. Amber.
1: All right.
3: Hi, Eliza and Emily. I'm a physician's assistant working in OBGYN in Austin, Texas. And since yes. most of the OBGYN physicians in the area are usually booked up seeing prenatal patients, I see a lot of acute care visits or problem visits. Since there aren't a lot of PAs or nurse practitioners working in OBGYN and the doctors are booked up, I end up seeing lots of patients from surrounding areas up to an hour and a half away, even sometimes as far as San Antonio. Whenever I see these patients, they almost always start the visit with, I came to you because you were the first person I was able to get in with. I usually just awkwardly laugh it off and say, oh, wow, but I wish I had something funny to say back as it seems a little rude to come out and bluntly say that they only came to see me because I was the only one available. I'd love to know how you would respond to patients saying this. P.S. had a blast at your show in Austin back in September. Please come back soon.
2: Well, you know what's funny? First of all, a lot of people keep asking me for one-liners.
3: I got to charge for these. You can't just get a free joke out of me. But here's the thing. They keep asking you and you're always like, you don't need a one-liner. And then you give it to... Like, because there is very rarely a situation where you should say yeah. a line back to this someone. This is a medical office. No one needs you to be quippy.
2: <laughs> um, I think that's weird. That being said, the attending physician when I had my baby was very funny. And Dr. Obasi was awesome. Um... I think, first of all, they don't mean it rude. And so you have to remember that. Sometimes people will say to me, they'll be like, I've never heard of you and I saw you tonight. And, it was, and then I always say, or they'll say like, I've never heard of you or this is my first stand stand-up show. And I always say, well, hopefully we set that bar real high. Like letting them know, like, it does not get better than this. You are ruined. So when they say you're the first person I get in with, be like, well, well, hope we take care of you and you come back. You know, just say it like, "Well, this is the fucking best." You're not a doctor; you're a you're what a, a camp, uh, camp counselor assistant. I don't know why it bothers you because you're the assistant, so it's not like they looked up the. It'd be one thing if they looked up the doctor and they were just like, "We'll take it," even though she has a C rating, and they store burritos in their cold cooler.
3: I just think, as someone who probably maybe has been on the other side of this and said something like that at the doctor, I when you look up things on like ZocDoc or something. Every time I look, I give up and just pick whoever has availability the day that I want to go in. And I really think that it just is someone making awkward conversation. Like it someone is. saying to a, to a checkout person, like, oh, this didn't ring up. Is it free? Right. Like, it's just such a non, I, I think it's not coming at all from a place it's not. where it's an insult. You're
2: the gynecologist. Like it's already so awkward. Be funny. Like you, I booked you because you were the first person I could get in with and you're just like, well, we didn't want to see you for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> you could just be like, let's get you out of here. I don't know. I don't think you have to say anything. Or you could just be, yeah, like, be like, yeah, it's crazy. You could side with them and be like, they're definitely, uh, I'm glad you're here. There definitely are not enough doctors in women's health.
3: Yeah. I mean, as it I is, it's Texas.
2: Out. Be like, you're not trying to get an abortion. Are you? Or yeah, be like, you hey, say to them, be like, you're the only person I get they Be like, are you trying to get an abortion? Because if you know someone who is, we can split the 10 grand bounty on their head. <laughs> Fuck that Senate bill. Oh God. Fuck you. Yeah. Not Austin, because you're blue. The rest. Independent Congress of Texas, whatever. Fuck you guys in that, and that. And you too, Florida, Oklahoma. Everyone's just jumping on the anti-abortion train. I'll tell you what right now, it is not gonna stop women from seeking them out. Like, I Mm-mm. okay. We don't talk about this. It's really upsetting.
3: My best friend is getting married soon. It's a Pakistani wedding, so I'm not a bridesmaid or anything, but I want to get her a nice wedding gift. Her and her fiancé didn't do a registry or honey fund, and they have a lot of stuff for their home already. She's going to have to move, so I don't know if a tangible gift really works. I was thinking maybe one of those date night subscriptions might be good, but I'm really not sure. I could use some gift ideas. Please help. Also, she wants me to wear a sari and is going to lend me one. I'll wear whatever she wants but I worry about how it will look since I'm white. I really don't want to become a cultural appropriation or something. Thoughts.
2: Stop. Stop it. Because you're only worried about other white people trying to look woke in front of their brown friend. Like, if they're really worried about social justice, they can go volunteer and they can go educate themselves and vote. Your friend gave this to you. She's not asking you to, like, do a Pakistani accent and, like, make jokes about convenience stores. Okay? So- Wear it. And if you choose to post about it and somebody, some random stranger wants to come for you, fucking block them. We're allowed to live our lives. You are allowed to enjoy other people's culturals, culturals appropriately. So please let's stop being worried about these things. Um, I can understand if you were a huge public figure because there are people who are just bored that would just love to see you burn, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Or just post it without any comments. You should be proud. I would love to go to a Pakistani Indian wedding. Um, Find out where they are moving to. Get them a coupon for a couple... Coupons. A gift certificate for a couple's massage at a nearby spa. That's what you do. I think that's a good idea. You could also... I had a friend who's... Uh, one of the relatives was in the hospital. So I had my... I, we ordered delivery or pickup or whatever from a local restaurant. Like, don't think about dinner. We've got, you know, 12 lasagnas coming your way. So, you could do a gift certificate, but I would just do a service where they are. That's what I would do. Yeah. That was my first thought. Yeah.
3: They don't have to move
2: your vase over to this new spot. Nice little treat for them. My manager gave me and Noah a gorgeous Japanese massage spa gift card. And then something called COVID happened, but we held on to it for two years. And I went back, even though I was pregnant. So, they wouldn't touch my feet. And I said, that's okay. And I couldn't sit in the spa. And I said, that's okay. You can just rub my shoulders and feed me fish. That'd be great. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is it too early to say that 2024 is going by quickly? When life goes so fast, I mean, even faster when you have kids, it's important to take a moment to celebrate your wins and make adjustments for the rest of the year. And therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months. I think one of the hardest things to do is to genuinely be proud of what you've done, right? Glass half full kind of stuff, because it's honestly a lot more fun to beat yourself up about why the glass is half empty or totally shattered. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I've started therapy ever since I had my second baby. I started therapy and it's just nice to have someone to talk to. You can't always write in to ask Eliza anything because we won't always see your questions. BetterHelp is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. No one's going to ask you any questions.
4: Take a moment, visit BetterHelp.com Eliza today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com Eliza. When you ask someone
2: what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like mm, French. The weather is getting warmer So it's time to say goodbye To put away your chunky jackets Chunky sweaters And chunky pants And it's time to update your wardrobe For that long haul For the long summer ahead of us Without spending a fortune Fashion is always changing But one thing you can always rely on Are quality garments Like premium linen dresses Blouses and shorts from $30 Timeless 14 karat gold jewelry And so much more All at Quince Quince's items are priced 50-80% to less than similar brands Because dressing well Should not cost a fortune And it shouldn't be expensive to look expensive. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes on the savings to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Oh, it's so elegant. I'm going on vacation this summer, and you bet I got a linen dress from Quince. Just something you can throw on when you go to dinner or get out of the pool. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot Eliza.
3: Please help. Hi, Eliza and gang. I'm a 25-year-old woman from Minnesota. No master's degree yet. Sorry, but I am a long-time listener. Boo. A couple years ago, I wrote in about my boyfriend at the time who was super controlling. I left him, as you said, yes. and now I'm with someone who is better. Less even- controlling, but— <laughs> Who's even more <laughs> controlling. Please help. Was controlling, but they made me quit vaping. I want to quit, but it's hard and I've been failing at it. I've continued to vape behind his back. He asked me this weekend if I still vape and I lied saying no. I feel guilty because I do really want to quit vaping more for me than for him, but he's my motivation to quit as well. It's not good for my body, but especially my lungs. No, it's good you for you. be an avid runner. Sure what Eliza Schlesinger mantra can I repeat to myself every time I feel a craving to vape? I just need a little something to remind me that life is better without it. And I can feel like I'm making Eliza proud in the process. I don't care if she tells me the mantra is eat shit. Anything will do. Ew. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you're talking about life being better. How about having life at
2: all? Because it will kill you or contribute to you dying a lot sooner than you had planned. That's it. Like, look up what is going in your lungs and look at pictures that, you know what? Look, I get it. I have a full on addiction on my phone. And even as I'm thinking about how I should go read a book, I'm like flipping through TikTok. Addiction is addiction, which, whatever, being addicted, especially a chemical. Do you want to be a pawn in a scheme to just make a bunch of people billions of dollars? Because that's what you are. They are hoping you will vape so they can make money and you will die and it didn't matter because then they will just replace you with some other idiot who wants to inhale like triple berry vanilla blast, okay? You are getting high off of flavors like a child. You are dying so someone else can make money because they don't think you matter. But the more people take control of their health, it does not matter what you replace it with, okay? Pick another drug. I'm just kidding. Get, Get you some gum, get a soda, get something sweet, whatever. You want to be on this planet long enough to see it completely crumble, don't you? So quit vaping. Your mantra is, I am in control of my choices. Your mantra is, I will not make a mega billionaire even richer. Because that's who's benefiting off of this. And all those little jewel
3: cartridges are bad for the earth.
2: How about, how about I'm not a piece of shit, like hungover 15-year-old. Like I'm smarter than this. I can control this take up something else you can do it the Pavlovian way or I don't know it's like take a rubber band every time you have a craving snap that rubber band on your wrist or it could be you make yourself and also tell your partner what's up I'm sure they'd love to be there for you and he probably asked you because he's like why does it smell like a hookah in here it's like eh, that was amazing.
3: yeah he's gonna know you were know. vaping when you
2: die so <laughs>
3: Well, and if he knows, he can help hold you accountable if that's something that you want. Because now you have the vaping and you have the shame about lying about the vaping. And I don't know if this book works for vaping, but I've heard that Alan Carr's uh, Easy Way to Stop Smoking is really, really, really effective for smokers that's in general. You also could take up running again. And once you see
2: how hard it is, just know that you did that to yourself, not that you're older and running's really hard.
3: Yeah, that's seeing the actual physical effect of, of what it's doing to you and not just like a picture of gross lungs, but you are now not able to do what you were, you can were you, doing before. Can you set a goal? Can you be like, I'm just not going to vape for this one week
2: and just tell yourself it's just for the week. And I bet at the end of the week, you kind of won't want to do it.
3: I mean, you could go full like uh, what is it? Positive reinforcement. And for every day you don't vape, you get like a little treat. You get an Oreo, and at the end of the week, you get a you get fat package could, of Oreos.
2: You could do every day you don't vape, you get six martinis. See how how you fare. <laughs> but I gave you those mantras. Now go, go and be better I'm than
3: okay. that. Hi AIA crew, I have a question as a long-time listener and first-time question submitter. My fiance. We've been together for nine plus years at this point, and his family and I have planned a one-way road trip to see my family back home. It's about a 19-hour drive from where we live to where I grew up. There's a big birthday celebration, and it's the first time his sisters and their families will be going to where I'm from, and my dad and his wife will be hosting the group of us eight adults and five kids for a long weekend. Along with other friends and family that will join for the festivities, talk of outdoor concert, game nights, bonfires, fishing, etc. Mm. Flights there, Wait, rental no. car. <laughs> I was gonna say, why is it one way? It's like someone getting sacrificed. I guess you're driving, You're
2: flying home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah,
3: flights there, rental cars, and accommodations for the way back are all booked, some non-refundable. Maybe they're leaving a car there. I don't know. (laughs) Everything is great. Looking forward to the trip this summer, but today I spoke to my dad's wife. She's amazing, and we all look forward to seeing her today, and she's been asked to do this amazing opportunity that's basically once in a lifetime, and she's the perfect person to do it, but it conflicts with the dates that have been booked for the family road trip. She's being offered a fully paid trip to Europe and being a representative for this amazing thing. I feel so conflicted because I and everyone else wants to support her and have her do this, but a big part of this trip that she invited us to do and has wanted us to do for many years was to spend time with her and my dad. At this point, nothing has been set in stone. I feel mad at the event organizers for only asking her to do this now. Feels like a bit of an afterthought, but oh well. How do I move beyond these negative feelings and accept whatever she decides to do here? I want to be all on board. Her friends want her to go for it, but I don't think they've paid any deposits or booked flights for this, so the stakes are a bit lower." wanted to go but this impacts the trip we had already planned and she made commitments to any sage wisdom would be appreciated here yeah she doesn't care about your family's reunion Whoa, (laughs) i don't
2: (laughs) okay hold on go
3: ahead all right go (laughs) off sis this lady is so like this this lady is hosting you and your fiance and his whole family and then your whole family and then this stepmom You think she's so amped to meet your fiance's sisters? No, nobody is. It's going to be, and there's a million people there. It's not going to be one-on-one. You're not all going to just see her. There's 80 of you all converging and doing game nights. Like, this is a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. She can fly out and meet all of your boyfriend's sisters at another date.
2: Brought to you by Emily Higgins. This righteous (laughs)
3: indignation
2: brought to you by Emily Higgins.
3: Unless it's an like an MLM that she's going to Europe for. But if it, it's a legit opportunity, like it's- uh, Look, she should be
2: insulted that they're like asking her last minute. Sounds like someone else fell out. That is not the issue. Here's what it is. You do want to see your dad. I get that he's a man and therefore not obligated to plan anything, decorate anything, uh, put up streamers. He's just there to like grill burgers and then take it easy. Go anyway ask her. She has to decide. She has to reckon with that. I bet you she doesn't end up going because it's kind of a shitty thing to do, but this could be an incredible opportunity. I don't know what she does for a living, but all of this has been purged. There's a lot of people who's coordinated, especially coming out of COVID. Like it's important to see your family. It's important, but it's important for her to like live her life. I say, ask her, be like, if you want to hand over any of the plans to me, ask your dad to get involved, ask anyone else on that end to get involved. Never forget, these are adults, and adults are in charge of their own children. Every adult knows how to make themselves a cup of coffee. Every adult, like, I remember when I was having my wedding, my dad, I, he had, like, a friend, and I was like, well, you know, your friend's not invited to this thing before. He's like, well, what do I do with him? I'm like, he is a grown man with his own children. He can figure it out, okay? You can still do this. She'll have to just wrestle with that on her own, but you still do it. You ask your dad to be involved, be like, give me the keys to the outhouse, wherever you're gonna store the kids. You can organize this. Adults can figure it out. You're not wrangling a bunch of kids. So you still do it. And hopefully she makes the right choice for her. You still do yeah, it. Yeah, it
3: sounds like so many people are flying out yes. there that this one person missing is not. There are other
2: moms. Like other people can like pull up blankets to like build a makeshift stage for the family well- talent show.
3: I guess all these people want to meet the, this stepmom. Sure. But it's like. Uh, You'd be
2: like, uh, you know, Jessica's being a real bee and she's in Portugal this weekend, but we can still do cornhole. <laughs> okay, so that's great. And she can meet them another time when you finally get married after nine years of being engaged. So <laughs> you've had the time. Go do it. There's a lot of people, schedules. I bet you she doesn't know this- I'm going. Get back to us though
3: it's actually a secret wedding and that's why she's mad that What's Her Face is going oh, to the...
2: Oh, good call, Emily. <laughs>
3: secret wedding, playing yard games, lawn
4: darts.
2: You know what? <laughs> if it is, here's what you have to do. If it is, you call her and you say, I did not want to have to say this. If you tell my father I will murder you in your sleep, we are getting secret married. That's what this sounds <laughs> like. <gasps>
3: But if it's not a secret wedding, then she can meet everyone at your real wedding. You don't the
2: person the person writing this. We don't know you, so you can tell us if we got it right. Yeah, we we won't say if it out. Loud. I got it right, and Emily did not <laughs> figure this out. Independent of Emily, I figured this out. Ooh, let us know. Either way, let us know.
3: Hey, Eliza and Co. I'm an avid listener, and the pod has got me through a lot in the last year. I broke up with my boyfriend after six years. He was an alcoholic who couldn't see his problem and how it impacted our relationship. Six months after the breakup, I started falling for another man. He's 27. I just turned 30. After a month of talking, we began dating. He has very little relationship experience, as in a high school girlfriend who tried to continue things in college, but she cheated, a three-year gap, then a six-month relationship where the girl ghosted him, another three-year gap, then me. A month into dating, he started having severe anxiety attacks, began therapy and antidepressants. But the reason for his anxiety was fear of being in a relationship. I told him I would be supportive in what he needed, and we continued seeing each other, FaceTime a few nights a week, text throughout the day, and a date once a week. I was under the impression we were progressing forward together and even fell in love with him. We are now five months in, and this month I went two weeks without seeing him, barely hearing from him, and feeling the energy was off. When I finally got to see him, I addressed the tension, and he confessed to having anxiety again about his capabilities of being in a relationship. Fed up with having to hold in my feelings for fear of him spiraling, I told him I couldn't do it anymore. I said I love him, but I couldn't keep waiting to see if he was going to be able to move past this. good. I spent the last week openly crying, not eating or working out because I'm afraid I made a mistake that he was trying to push through it for me and I should have kept my mouth shut. Wait, if you're he not eating to... and
2: not working out, then it cancels each other out. It's okay.
3: Wait, I'm sorry. He did not
2: try. Yeah. Okay, good.
3: <laughs> he did not try to stop me from leaving that night and has not tried to contact me since. Help, did I do the right thing or throw in the towel too soon?
2: Oh my God. It's actually neither. He was hoping you'd break up with him because he didn't have the guts to do it. He, You were very, very sweet and this hopefully is a lesson to you to like never hold a guy's hand. Uh I if it's your husband he's going through like chemotherapy that's different, but he you were his practice and everything was great um and now he has been in a relationship but you're not the one. So he made it about like his own worry about him and he can't be in a relationship because you're not the one for him. I'm sure you're awesome and you seem like you've got a huge heart. And you're great. And I think a little part of you is frustrated that you extended such grace to him and it still wasn't clicking. This relationship is over. It's a lesson. You do not have to harden yourself. It's so great that you are able to access that kind of vulnerability. Save it for someone who deserves it, okay? He owes you a, a thank you, even though he'll never get it in a relationship. You did all the right things. And he did you a favor, It's the kindest thing he could have done by not going after you and stringing you along. I know. I mean,
3: he should have broken up with you, but...
2: Right, but he's not emotionally mature and we all knew that going in and you were hoping, like many girls, like, I'll fix him. I'll be in it for him. he will be the one for me. He's not. You knew he wasn't. You fell in love with him despite it. When you look back, maybe it won't be love or you weren't together enough time to have, like, for the cracks to show. You can fall in love with anyone. So he did you a favor. That is how you look at it. Move on that's it. That would be so awful if he was like, no, wait, Amanda, don't go. And like all the while you're like, this feels weird. Why aren't we talking? Okay. Two weeks after five months, the guy is a piece of garbage.
3: Yeah. He was kind of hoping you would just never call back. Yeah. Those gaps were for a reason. And now he's going to have another three-year gap until he dates someone and then... He doesn't talk to them.
2: You're starting to see now. It's At first, I was like, oh, this poor guy. It's like, no, he's a little weird, a little selfish. But also, he just sounds immature. This is also like there is a huge difference between 27 and 30. Okay? Like you're more mature. So you did, think about it. I'm telling you, as the smartest person you know, you did nothing wrong. You tried. And now you know for the future not to go for someone who's a little broken. Okay? He did you a favor. Look at it that way. Move on.
3: Hello, Eliza and Emily. Hope you're doing well. I was listening to last week's episode when I heard how excited you were thinking there are some Middle Eastern fans. And well, I am here to confirm it. So this is not a question. I just want to tell you that probably one of your biggest fans is from Jordan. I've watched each of your Netflix specials a dozen times and haven't missed an episode of the podcast. It is the highlight of my Wednesdays. And I truly cannot wait for your next Netflix special as I can't attend any of your shows. P.S., I think Elder Millennial is the best thing that has ever been put on Netflix. I've cried of laughter every time I've seen it, so thank you for that. My God. Now, this is so sweet, and it's not a question, but it made me think about the fact that your comedy feels so specific in its wording. Like, yeah. you're, you're very physical, but it's also very, like, clever and, and very carefully timed. Have you ever watched or heard your special translated into other languages? Do they do that? I, it or doesn't do they get just tri- No, it's just subtitles.
2: That'd be so much oh, money. Okay. They don't spend that kind of money on me. Uh, it's just subtitles. But I do know from watching the Sex and the City movie where they go to Dubai, Shukran means thank you in Arabic. <laughs> Shukran. Miranda was like trying to learn all the words
3: and like the other girls were like, we don't care. We're just sassy. Mm-hmm.
2: And she was like really taking time to learn the language. Mashallah. That's
3: so, <laughs> that's so interesting to like watch and connect with it only like reading it and seeing you Trot around. You know, I think
2: it also has to do with, like, just... And this isn't like, oh, my God, because I'm so great. But, like, stand-up comedy is about the human experience. And, like, no matter where you live, like, we all share basic frustrations. And they just look differently based on the type of society you live in. But, like, all girls feel the same. We Mm -hmm. just do. Because we have to be the same. That's what we all... That's what unites us is that we all actually are the same, which is why it's so insane how angry we get over the differences. But like emotionally, we're the same. We all get frustrated. We all want to look beautiful. We all want him to call us back. We all hate our bridesmaids. <laughs> so Chakran and Mashallah it means like it's God's will that she should watch me, that she watched me. One of them is past tense, Inshallah, and then there's Mashallah. Inshallah means may God will it. You Okay, what?
3: Are you allowed to use that to promote your own works? What? Arabic? (laughs) God. Oh, yeah. God wants you to like watch
2: my specials. It's like a (laughs) God-based language. Anyway, I'm like super trilingual. Arabic is super hard. I was like, maybe I'll learn this. And I went online to like look at an app and it's like, oh my God, they use the letter Q. I'm out. It's so hard. Everything but Spanish is so hard. Even Spanish is kind of (laughs) hard. Okay. Yeah.
4: What do you think of when you think of spring cleaning? Do you think of throwing out a bunch of old stuff? Do you think of putting some sweaters away for next year? Do you think about changing your sheets? Well, you should. Because you don't want to be sleeping in the same heavy sheets you had all winter. You want something soft. You want something breathable. You want bowl and branch signature sheets. Because they're the perfect way to upgrade your sleep. And they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They're made with the finest 100% organic cotton, and these sheets feel buttery soft, yet super breathable, and they're the perfect thing to get you ready for summer. I got a set of washed linen sheets from Bolin Branch. I also got the washed linen duvet cover, and it is so soft. It feels like I've been living in it, even though I just pulled it out of the package Bolan Branches sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde, and other harsh chemicals commonly found in sheets. You don't want to be sleeping on that. They have a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Boland Branch. Go to bolandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first set of sheets. Plus free shipping. That's bolandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off exclusion supply. See site for details.
3: Dear Eliza, I've recently thrown myself back into the dating game after being 100% out of it throughout the entire pandemic. That also means not at all sexually active during that time. Right before the pandemic hit, I still wasn't really dating and just threw myself into a few random hookups instead. My 2020 New Year's resolution was to start dating seriously. And then, of course, shit happened and I was never able to make good on that. Fast forward to today, I've thrown myself back in with a vengeance. Think it dates with eight That's different guys a in good the past way, three weeks. A
2: good way to start to come from a place of vengeance.
3: <laughs> you always come from a place of vengeance. Not when it comes to like finding love. I'm like, which one <laughs> of you motherfuckers are gonna get it? Uh, it's true. Eight dates with eight different guys in the past three weeks, two of which led to multiple follow-up dates. The first guy was a 25-year-old grad student. Now our girl is 28. Okay, with a great career. Okay, she says. She says the first guy was a 25 year old grad student interested in getting his PhD. And while he was super nice, it was really hard to see a future since our lifestyles were so different. He has no income at all. I want to travel and go out and do things and he doesn't have the means to do it. Okay. I ended things with him after a fourth date. The second guy I went on a date with was amazing. Well off career wise, super hot, has a social conscience, et cetera. Him and I got a little hot and heavy on the first date, but didn't have sex. Feel free to bleep from the podcast, but if you must know, he offered to go down on me, but I told him I won't go down on him on a first date and he still wanted to do it, so I let him. And it was a good time. Okay, good. I'm glad. Yay, good for you. We ended up hanging out again this past weekend, which led to us having sex. But afterwards, as we were laying there completely naked, mind you, he says, I don't want you to take this personally. But I just don't think we're sexually compatible. Wait, I after just you just feel had 100% sex, comfortable? Wait, this is the same guy, or this is the same guy that the went down guy. on you a
2: bunch of your first date while you were at dinner? Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. And then he said they're not compatible. I didn't feel one hundred percent comfortable. I honestly didn't know what to say and I just felt super vulnerable, especially because he was the one very clearly initiating and asking me for consent. There were a few things that came to mind about how things went that I felt a bit uncomfortable about during sex. So I expressed a few boundaries at the time. It was only the second time I saw this guy, mind you, but I can't help but feel like my confidence is totally crushed after this interaction. I feel even more demoralized. My question is, How do I move past this and not let it crush my dating and sex life confidence? Is there any advice you have on how to manage sex while dating going forward? What conversations should be had during the first one or two dates? I really want to build a real conversation with someone, a real relationship with someone, but sometimes I feel like the expectations for sex come so fast and now I just feel like my sexual and dating confidence has evaporated sincerely. A demoralized, single, young millennial. Also, she wants me to let you know that I can look at her picture and she's not a gremlin.
2: (laughs) Okay, because I was like, let's look at the picture and I'll let you know. She is blonde, which I know you
3: like. And she says, yes, you're showing. (laughs) You like. I've got a type. (laughs) You like it in in your answer. Your show in Seattle last fall was amazing. Please tell me you have another Netflix special coming out soon.
2: Well, I'm filming one soon. I'm actually not going to look at your picture and here's what I can tell you the second you said it. Here's what it is. He is not attracted to you physically. I don't know what you look like, And I'm just going to say this, and this is just the truth. Only women are ever told that they should become attracted to someone, that they do not find attractive. Like, give him a chance, okay? He's not attracted to you. And I don't know what you look like, but it seems like he thought maybe, and then when it came down to it, whatever you got, it's just not his thing. And that's what this is. That's it. And it doesn't matter if he finds that attractive or not or because there are plenty of people who do, okay? No matter what your body type is, what you look like, there are people out there who empirically will not find you attractive and people who will, okay? It could be that you're overweight and some men don't like that. You can be really skinny, and some men don't like that. What sucks is that we have to think about it because it's all about what makes you feel good. Are you okay with it? Because that is what people are ultimately attracted to.
3: But so why did the, this guy had sex with her? Yeah, because, men are, in because, bed.
2: because men are dogs. Um, and then at the end of it, and by the way, let's say, let's say physically, you know, you are his type, whatever. Um, it may not have been great sex. And he may be super adventurous and you're not, you know? He may have wanted something you didn't want to do. None of it actually matters. And I need you to hear me on this, okay? None of it actually matters because what matters is that you are comfortable. What's great is that you didn't have sex right off the bat because you're not comfortable with that. And if you do love having sex right off the bat, that's okay too. But there's a reason that women have like their 3 date rule because a lot of men want to have sex, and then, like, chemically, they're just like, I don't want to do this anymore with this person. So it's not about... When you meet the right person or someone that's close to being the right person, you don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to have the conversations. You could simply say, like, I don't really want to have sex yet. He'll be like, yeah, I get it. I didn't have sex with my husband on the first date. I've never been, like, a first-date sex-haver person. It's just never been my thing because it's, like, this intimate thing, and, yeah, we've all had, like, casual, like, sloppy sex. Sometimes it's great, sometimes it's not... You don't know. You don't know until you get in there and get under that hood. But none of it matters. And you shouldn't feel bad. You're going to feel bad. But like, who fucking cares what this random dude's sexual preferences are, what his settings are? They're not yours. We as women have to stop thinking like, well, I have to make sure that I'm doing the right thing for him. The universe put you on this planet people will find you attractive, okay? There's no version where it's like, she's a cute girl, but eh, no man likes her, (laughs) okay? Ugly people with frog hands find partners. So you will be okay.
3: Well, also, you've had, you've got a lot of dates. You have had yeah. eight dates in the last three weeks. So it sounds like you're doing fine. Yeah, there like, you go. This guy didn't like you, but, well, or it didn't, you weren't compatible or whatever, but you'll line up eight more dates. And it's by fine. the way, there are guys that don't forget, you also reject guys.
2: Like, it's not just like you're like, I'll take anyone, please. Like, I'm sure there are guys that you've rejected. This is a two way street, but I get it because I'm a comic and it's always, You know, you can make thousands of people laugh, but the one person in the front who can't laugh because they have like a musculoskeletal issue and you're like, oh my God, is this personal? So of course you're going to harp on the one because it hurt your feelings. It does not matter what this person wants because you don't want them, okay? Yeah. Who fucking, oh, I like blondes. I like a girl with a big butt. Who cares? Oh, you look good today. I'm not interested in that. I am only interested in being attractive to people who I find attractive. And now that I'm married, I really only care what Noah thinks. I mean, obviously, I don't want to look ugly. (sighs) Who cares what this fucking guy likes? You're fine. You're obviously, yeah. Look at, like Emmy said, your track record. Eight dates, swinging away.
3: Also, it's a good thing you set your boundaries on the first date. Because I think if you had done more with him on the first date, you'd be real mad on the second one when he's like, "Never mind."
2: Don't worry. The answer is don't worry about it.
3: Hey, AIA crew, congratulations to Eliza Noah on welcoming sweet pink tree frog into the world. I have a wedding question for Eliza. I was invited to a wedding in 2019 and I went to the ceremony but chose not to stay for the reception following. Why? I attended Stag and didn't know anyone else there. Okay. However, that was in 2019, and I still have not sent a wedding gift. There's no excuse for this. I know it's terrible form. has so much time passed now that it doesn't matter. I know you said once that the bride will always remember who doesn't send a gift, but I will never see this girl again in my life. We were college friends and have gone separate directions. My question is, should I send a card with a monetary gift and apologize for sending it so late or just let it go? Help. much Ooh. love to you and your family. Oh, this doesn't have to be a nod. My name is Christine.
2: It'd be so funny if the next question was, so I had this friend that I was friends with and she came to my wedding and then ghosted me.
3: <laughs> I thought this answer was obvious, but then she said yeah. they haven't seen each other since and they're never going to see each other again. You know what,
2: Christine? You are still thinking about it, which means you should send it. Yeah. You don't base your actions off of, well, I was going to say off of other people's actions, but- It's not about the circumstances. It's about what's right. And she for sure knows you didn't do that. And it is super ingratiating if you send a message. You're like, I feel like trash. I am so sorry I didn't get this to you. Life happened. The wedding was beautiful. Belated congratulations.
3: How do you feel about the cash? I feel like she should send a gift or like a gift card. It's a little weird to be like, here's 50 bucks. Put it in your (laughs) G-string.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, you don't know what they want now and they're already married. So they probably don't need like a blender. you could just put like a hundred bucks on like a Visa gift card.
3: You can even say Maybe like Target or Home Goods. There you go. Something. No, be
2: like obviously. Just... You, you could also let me look up their registry and see if it still exists. And you can even say just be honest in the note. Be like I felt so bad about this that I didn't do it. Obviously, you probably already got the things you want, so I'm give, So I'm sending you that. Like that's it. Or it's just I'm so sorry I was so late in getting this. This is so tacky. Beautiful wedding. Thank you. Hundred bucks to Target done. You don't have to explain the gift. Just do it because you'll feel right. And you know what? You may cross paths with her again, or at least karmically, like you're doing the right thing.
3: And she'll be delighted. I feel like to get a surprise gift three years later. Now I'd be like, Oh, if you don't like
2: the girl or if it really is like two different worlds, you don't even care. I I just think it's more, I, I would be okay with you not sending it. I think it's more about the fact that you still think about it because that's not who you are. You're not the person who doesn't send
3: it. And it will nag.
2: It will bother you. Yeah.
3: Okay. Next question. Was Noah working on two cookbooks at the same time? Now that the barbecue cookbook is out, is there a Don't Panic Pantry coming out? Are you able to reveal anything?
2: I mean, I would tell you everything, but I feel like he'll hear this and he'll get mad at me.
3: I think you can reveal that there is a Don't Panic Pantry cookbook, right? Like he's posted about that existing. Has he? I mean, this is pretty incriminating. (laughs) Folks, I think you can say, yes, he was working on two cookbooks at the same time. Just get ready, folks. That's all I got to (laughs) say. Just get ready,
2: but also get ready for all things aside coming out before his imaginary cookbook. And mine's coming October, but get ready. That's all I get. I don't know. This is he gets so he's so he is a big like say nothing until it's a thing, and even after it's a thing, don't tell anyone and let it quietly die. And I'm a big like right. I'm thinking about doing something. I need the attention but you're now. You're not
3: the kind like you don't do the like uh big talks coming, big big things coming soon in my career. How about yeah? For like, anybody you know.
2: that's a new listener, one of my biggest pet peeves is like uh like someone's sitting on set and they're like big project coming soon usually it's not usually it's like oh cool you like self-published your own version of the alphabet and it's available on Amazon Prime just like everything else so yeah um yes he was working on two cookbooks at once and he's actually working on a couple of other cookbooks but when it comes to Don't Panic Pantry all I can say is stay tuned (laughs) no don't be mad at me I don't even know I'm scared I'm stupid and scared
1: (laughs)
3: Hi, Eliza and Emily. I need you to settle a petty argument my boyfriend and I had months ago that we still can't agree on. Now, this is the content that I'm here for. Yeah, I love petty stuff. I want to settle. More petty in
2: 2022.
3: Backstory. It's my job to turn the lights off in the living room when we go to bed because (laughs) the light switch is on my side. Mm. I am forgetful and my boyfriend has to remind me often, which annoys him. Yes, I agree it's annoying and I'm working on remembering. We recently moved to an old house that doesn't have the capability for smart lights like our previous house had, where I could turn the lights off from my home. Yes, I know, first world problems. From
2: my phone, you mean? From
3: my phone, yeah. Yeah. At our old house. And now at this new house that is an old house, they can't set up smart lights. I understand what an old house is. (laughs) We always go to bed at the same time, but one night I decided to go to bed before him because he was still watching something. I said goodnight and was already in bed when he came in 15 minutes later and told me I left the lights on. He was still up and brushing his teeth, but made me get out of bed (gasps) to go turn them off. I believe it's a universal rule that the last person in the room turns the lights off. Yes. However, he says that I should have turned them off when I went to bed because it's my responsibility When I asked why he couldn't turn them off this one time, his response was that he wanted to prove a point to me. I think this was petty and unnecessary, but he stands by his decision to leave the lights on and make me get out of bed. Can you please tell me who was right here? I trust your expert judgment on settling this very stupid argument.
2: I can't tell if your boyfriend is kind of an ass or if I like love this guy. Because I love proving a minor point. Noah says that like when I start to argue, it's like me, like I take out a cocktail sword like that you use to skewer cherries and I like wave it. I'm like, who wants some cocktail sword of justice? Okay, here's what it comes down to. In the old house, it was easier for you because it was on your side of the room. But in the new house, it's not. It's just a regular light switch, right? No, it
3: sounds like in the new new house, it's on her side, but she can't use her app anymore. She has to flip it but it's been assigned to her because it's on her side, which I assume it's her side of the couch well, so when they like leave the room. So would you have just shut the light off and then he would have been in the
2: dark watching something? Yeah. And would that have been okay?
3: That would have been crazy. The last person in the room turns off the light. You don't turn off a light while someone's still in the room unless they say, could you please turn off the light? I'd like to sit here in the dark. I also
2: wonder what other chores have just like carried over and there hasn't been a conversation. Now, does he do everything you ask him to do you don't want to get into a tit for tat i don't disagree with emily it is a little weird because you're in a new place now so there's different the whole reason it became your job was because it was on your side but you're saying it's on your side now
3: anyway yeah so then why was yeah. it your job if you could both do it from your phone why can't you i i you're saying your house doesn't have the capability for smart lights there's literally just bulbs and you you yeah. you turn the you screw them in the bulb okay here's the, here's
2: here's the thing Had you been, once you were in the new house, had you been turning off a light and adhering to these new rules prior, like in the weeks that you'd moved in and this one time you didn't?
3: Well, she was supposed to, but she forgets and he gets annoyed. So she forgets, he has to remind her and now he's like, I'm going to show her. Well,
2: here's the thing. It's annoying because you agreed to do something and I wonder if you also like kind of forget other things at other times. It's annoying that you forget but if you remember to do it most of the time, it's weird. It's weird, too, because I feel like you're kind of like, dude, I forgot one time. I'd be interested to know, do you, so you often forget? Maybe this shouldn't be your
3: job. It shouldn't. It's whoever was in there last. You guys, uh, yeah. do you guys walk in lockstep unison when you leave the room to go to bed together? Like, no, whoever's last there, you grab the light you as do, you leave, and that's, you do the chore you that live
2: that you're good at. Like, I eat the food, and he's really good at putting the food away. Okay, you make you make the food, and I eat. I store it in my cheeks, uh, proving a point. Yeah, I think your rules need to be changed up, and I think you need to sit down and be like, "Look, jackass." These rules are antiquated. And as a woman, they' are suppressing my right. Also, quit leaving lights on. You don't need a, a light on when you're watching TV. I ne- almost never turn the lights on in my house. We have so much sunlight.
3: Just keep all your lights off all the time and then it won't be a problem. But given this,
2: and it was your job and it's on your side, I think Emily's right in that it is unnatural to turn a light off while someone's using it. So you didn't because visually you didn't have the cue to be like, I'll turn this off. And if you hadn't been doing it anyway, I don't know why he keeps beating a dead horse. You got to reconstruct these rules. The better question is what other things can you prove to be inept at to relieve you of this responsibility? Oh, I forgot to flush the toilet. Oh, well. Oh, I forgot to pay the electric bill. Someone else should. Oh, I forgot to have sex with you. Just
3: farm it out. Use this to your advantage. I went to a... To tour a home, a townhouse, that the toilet had pee
2: in it. Okay. Can I say something disgusting? That is horrible because we all pee and we all poop, but being forced to look at strange poop and strange pee is weird because it reminds us that we're all going to die. Have I told you about the time that Noah and I were going to an open house and we went, we were upstairs looking at the bedroom and somebody pooped? And- (gasps) All of a sudden, this stench, it's in my new book, wafts through the entire open house. This like multi-million dollar Spanish style bungalow. It was so beautiful. And like you could see the paint peeling off the walls and you just see this guy like scurry downstairs, doesn't acknowledge anyone and leaves. And I'm like, oh my God, this guy like came to see this beautiful house and like had a bout of diarrhea. And it just, we had to leave. I was like, I could never live here now. Not that I could afford it, but like we cannot live here because that ghost, like a poop poltergeist will haunt this house. Oh it my was God. horrible. People go to these open houses and they forget what they, like the oily breakfast they had.
3: Oh, I imagine the shame. Just peeing at an open house is weird. Like I saved this urine for this new toilet. <laughs> That's well, awful. yeah, because... I feel like it's they might have turned the water off already. I feel like that might have been the oh. problem, like that they could like. I just was, it was it's not, one of those it was not good. And guess what? The place was listed Friday. I saw it Sunday. It's sold today with the pee in today. it. <laughs> yeah, and a dead roach on its back, and a door missing off of the bathroom.
2: One of those inflation peas where they didn't they couldn't afford to pee at their own house because the price is rising. Uh-huh. Pee in that new toilet. All right. What's the show? Is it Borat, where he like takes a dump in like a showroom toilet?
3: It feels so familiar, but I don't remember what it was. <laughs> so I feel like horrible. definitely Family Guy did it. <laughs> so, yes, but right. I don't remember what you're live right. action. For
2: some reason, it's just you can really. It just feels extra horrible versus any other situational comedy. Like there's
3: something about that. Like that would be so horrible <laughs> if you work there. I got we <laughs>
4: all right. It nice, must nice.
3: happen. I bet little kids do it, you know? Oh my God. Cause they're like just being when you're like you know little kids and you're gonna have to do this when they're just being taught like you gotta go to the bathroom when you gotta go, make sure you go. I actually am promoting at work right now a little book called Potty Time Plus, where Elmo can help you. You enjoy uh, it's a DVD.
2: Enjoying that job you left me for? You enjoying your new. I'll tell you, when I was a kid, my mom used to take us to a place called Payless Cashways, which was like a mini Home Depot. It had like every... You would love it. It's a lot of tools, Emily. And they had a whole section for screen doors. So is And doors, regular doors. So it was just like, I don't know, 1,500 square feet of doors. And as a kid, like, oh my God, I get to open all these fake doors. It was great.
3: God, showrooms were so fun as a kid, like opening a fridge Open of it, you just open them all, and you're like, "Oh, there's a tag in here! Great." My father used to work in the
2: men's apparel business. Um, at I don't know if it's still called this anymore, but like the Mart, which was like the uh clothing, it was like a mecca in Dallas. It was downtown, and it was where all the brands' showrooms were, and that's how business used to be done. You go to the showroom and you would order stuff. So my dad and my mom would like put up the mannequins and like it all had like the vibe of the brand they were representing and I would get to hang out. Oh my God, I forgot about this. I In the like tiny like back room, which was just one of those, you know, sometimes you see like walls and there's no, you'll see it in offices. There's no roof to it. It's just walls that are up, but like it's the same ceiling. And I would go back there and I would eat the powdered creamer for the coffee and listen to Michael <laughs> Jackson <laughs> and like play with the hangers.
3: a <laughs> good time. It's great. Top of the cob. Okay. It's the top with a cob. We're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top
2: of the cob. Oh, my parents used to be married. Okay. <laughs> um, My bottom of the cob is the conflict. The conflicted feeling I have of like accepting baby gifts, but believing most of them are total bullshit. Mm. This one I actually purchased. It's like a mobile because you know, you want your baby to look something, but it comes with these plastic discs that you're meant to like keep forever and you can flip them on different sides. And I'm like, but why are these plastic? Like, why is your mobile not made of, and I guess I should have looked better, but I didn't know, recycled paper. I should have just gone to FedEx Kinko's and printed out little black and white images and glued them to a piece of string. Like the fact that it's a big piece of shiny plastic. I'm like, now what do I do with this? Because nobody wants like used kid stuff it's all just like cheap plastic that they like they're like oh some researcher in Copenhagen decided baby like babies like looking at chickens so here's 15 plastic chickens that you can only use till they're 3 months old and or or you got to hold on to it for 3 years and you change it out every second it's just a lot of garbage and I feel horrible that because and if I have a second baby it'll be different this is why second kids don't get anything is because you learned all the bullshit the first time. I just feel bad about how much plastic it is. That's all. It
3: it feels like we should have a bet like that there's a market here that no one has cornered where there should be some sort of swap cycle of like all the stuff that your baby can use for like a couple of weeks then goes to the next baby that hits that age then goes to the next baby. It like, should be a rental it, company and you can give them this up and they
2: wash it. And I'm sure they have like, they have like different websites where you can meet up, but like, I don't have the time. And it's yeah. kind of weird to like meet another mom and like Tarzana and be like, here's my baby seat. Give me your binky boo. Yeah. It just feels like a giant waste and these little plastic discs for this mobile. And I'm like, what is the, why, why? Yeah. Anyway, I just feel bad.
3: My my bottom of the cob was not the pee toilet or the roach or the missing doors. It was that one of the places I visited, which also has already sold, had a full domestic dispute happening outside. Oh boy! And it stressed me out and made me reflect on my apartment in Burbank, where a man would scream. Reflect on or triggered night. you? Yeah, basically because this guy was screaming. This girl was in an SUV following along beside him as he screamed into the window of her SUV. And about how she ruined their weekend. And she's mad that he didn't get her a Pepsi. And she's like, this is why you're not allowed to see your kids. And it just escalated. And we all stood there, me, my mom, and my realtor just like, are we going to have to get involved? Is she going to hit him with the car? Because he was walking along beside it going like, get away from me. And she's like, no, we're going to talk. And I was Ugh. like, oh my God. Just like waiting for my app to open the door to this house. Oh my God. has a pee and a, and a cockroach. You're like, do they live? Are these the neighbors? That's who you're renting from. Yeah, it was just, it, seeing people like full on scream fight outside is really awful. I don't like it. I have,
2: I will die young because I- run towards problems. Like the other day I like left a restaurant. I was like, I'm going to step outside. I want to hear the rest of this person's argument. <laughs> like I will walk toward it. If I hear screaming, I'm like, I got to get in on this. It is, you 100%, it is it. always a homeless person just losing their mind. But I, you see like a domestic thing and it's like a guy and a girl yelling at each other. You know, I've never seen anyone get hit, but like someone's or someone's on the phone in their anger or in their car losing their mind. I will roll down my window and just kind of lean back and listen to what else I them.
3: I saw someone get hit at the AMC 16 Plaza in Burbank. And I called the police and they were like, yeah, we already know. Ew. I was like, okay. okay. Cause I guess other people were calling at the same time. And I was like, well, excuse me. Excuse
2: me. Um, Before I get to my other top of the cob, my top of the cob is Cleveland, Ohio. We are shooting my sixth Netflix special in Cleveland, and that has been announced. So uh, a lot of fans have already DMed saying that they're going to fly in for it. A lot of people are making like road trips. And I just think that's a really cool thing that people are doing. And of course, if you live in the greater Cleveland area or Ohio or Pennsylvania, drive on in, it's going to be great. This material's been a long time coming, folks. So uh we're very excited. Obviously, tickets at Eliza.com. Uh seats are limited because we got to get a bunch of camera equipment in there. So come ready. We're gonna do two shows. Right. Yeah. So get those tickets now if you want them. Yeah. Anyways. Um, and those those are the shows. So, you know, closing business is pre-order your episode, your edition of All Things Aside. We've got a couple celebrity endorsements for the for the cover. Very excited about that. My book, All Things Aside, yeah, order it from your favorite book retailer and come see me at Eliza.com. We got a lot of dates coming up this year and uh, a couple foreign dates. Really excited to announce those soon. Coming this fall and winter. Um, And another top of the cob is, I found this out and I didn't know this. When you breastfeed your baby, it is not just milk going into the baby. It's actually a two-way valve. Your nipple is a two-way valve. Your nipple takes in the saliva from the baby analyzes any nutritional deficiencies and then your body sends them via your milk what they need.
3: Oh my God.
2: Like this is like, it's like running diagnostics on it. Now, obviously if your baby has a serious issue, it needs like medical attention, but like it's not just you giving milk. I thought that was really cool. And then it's I got crazy. And then, like, I'm not breastfeeding her. I just pump and I'm like, oh no, is there something you need? And I don't know it. Oh no, you have a haircut like a Russian Uber driver. Oh no. Wow.
3: My, my top of the cup is that I found a ladybug inside today. And I feel like that's always an auspicious occasion. Yeah, it's good luck to
2: see a ladybug. That um, so
3: was nice for me.
2: Did you set her outside or did you eat her?
3: Well, I had to fight Gracie off and scoop it. Gracie didn't see it until I was down trying to yeah. get it to crawl into my hand. And then she came over and I'm like, no. And then the dog came over. So I'm like on the ground, like fighting, trying to scoop up a bug. This and other stories in the Emily
2: Higgins Family <laughs> Newsletter. Subscribe now at <laughs> higginslife.biz.
0: National Outlet Shopping Day is back.
1: Are you struggling to lower your bad LDL cholesterol, even though you may be taking a statin, swapping steaks for salads, and exercising while listening to this podcast? Ask your doctor if Repatha, Evolocumab, is right for you. With Repatha, you can dramatically reduce bad cholesterol and the risk of another heart attack while enjoying life too, because you're human. And with convenient self-administration, you can take Repatha in the comfort of your own home. Do not take Repatha if you're allergic to it. Repatha can cause serious allergic reactions. Signs include trouble breathing or swallowing, or swelling of the face. Most common side effects include runny nose, sore throat, common cold symptoms, flu or flu like symptoms, back pain, high blood sugar and redness, pain, or bruising at the injection site. Visit rapatha.com or call 1 844 rapatha. Talk to your doctor today about rapatha.